Welcome and thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Dot Mill Docs, the military health system's official podcast. I'm Russell Carlson and it's Thursday, January 14th, 2010. This January, the military health system is recognizing Healthy Lifestyle Month. Learn more about this monthly theme at health.mil slash healthy lifestyle. This week's episode is all about maintaining a healthy lifestyle. We are joined by Brigadier General Rhonda Cornum, the director of the Army's Comprehensive Soldier Fitness Program. Comprehensive Soldier Fitness aims to increase the resilience of soldiers and families by increasing their physical, emotional, social, spiritual, and family strength. And that ensures a more resilient force. Uh, General Cornum, welcome to Dotmail Docs. Thank you very much. Sure. So the Army has equipped and trained its soldiers for the physical rigors of war for many years, and now the Army is taking a deliberate approach to raise the level of mental fitness up to that of physical fitness through the Comprehensive Soldier Fitness Program. That's correct. Um, how will the Comprehensive Soldier Fitness Program implement such a culture change? Well, I think we're doing it in a number of ways, certainly getting the word out starting at the top uh, from the chief of staff because he recognizes and, and started this initiative and and down in every school in every in every conference in every pre-command course uh, and starting from the other end starting with um, accession and and having our master resilience trainers um, in in basic training and in AIT and Bolick um, I think we will eventually get to everybody. Mm-hmm. Can Can you talk about what what the program is, what it's made up of? The program is really modeled after physical fitness, where you have standards, um, and then you have an assessment and reassessment, just like we do the PT test mm-hmm. every six months. You'll do the global assessment, which which measures uh, psychological fitness. That you will you will be the only person who has access to your results, but you will you will be required to to you know access um, assess yourself there'll be training both in schools as well as individualized uh, either online or in some other format to improve and then a reassessment to see if if you've accomplished that and then um and then trainers it'll it, in in units that are not um, we're, we're not intending this to be provided by by psychologists and psychiatrists and social workers this is really just enhancing leadership and counseling skills sure now so how do you set the baseline in somebody's progress um, I imagine there must be an assessment at first there is a there is a global assessment tool and it uh, is a scientifically validated survey that we will start um, with basic trainees but we will start everybody you know starting this year and then they will redo it Currently, it's the requirement is annually, but it will be you will be able to do it more frequently if you have done some training and you have if you have done something that you think has changed your psychological fitness, you'll be able to do it more frequently if you choose to, and and so and then there'll be training in between times so that you can map your own progress. And how would a soldier access that global assessment tool? It's uh, currently provided through AKO, so it's on a dot mil website, um, HTTPS. Uh, www.sft.army.mil. Okay, AKO, that's Army AKO. Knowledge Online. Right. Right. And, um, okay, so after you, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, uh, just that it's currently on the front page as you open your AKO account. Oh, okay, great. So, and then after they take, after they use the assessment tool, what 
what training are soldiers able to begin immediately afterwards? Immediately. I mean, at that very millisecond that they get the results, they can go to the online modules that are on that same website. And what and what would be in those modules? Well, for the, the, the first ones, I mean, we, we are adding new ones as we build them, but the first ones have, for example, the same kind of training we offer at Master Resilience Training in terms of learning how to uh, respond and communicate in a more active and constructive manner. We have a module on, on how to work through the steps to put things in perspective instead of catastrophizing about what has just happened if something negative has happened. We have um, modules on what we call hunting the good stuff mm-hmm. so that because because positive emotion uh, and keeping positive and negative emotion in balance is important to your psychological and physical health. Yeah, you mentioned master resilience training. Uh, what is that? It's it's 10 days of fairly intense training on both recognizing um, and building your own personal resilience and recognizing the thinking skills that go to do that, and then the next five days and how to, and how to teach that to others. So it is, it is intended for uh, drill sergeants and first-line supervisors so that they have the skills and know, learn how to instill them in their subordinates. I guess I've read a little bit about, about it online, but um, it's pretty new, right? The training, the the training is is uh, based on several things. One is on the Penn Resilience Program, uh, which is a has been being very successfully instituted in education by, by teachers to instill resilience in their students for about the last 20 years. But it also incorporates sports psychology techniques, teaching people visualization, goal setting, energy management in terms of controlling their breathing, their heart rate, that sort of thing, to become more. Uh, effective, as well as some coping skills that are really primarily um, militarily focused on the importance of, of cohesion and trust and, and accepting as as a coping strategy as opposed to trying to change something. Some things, you know, whereas in civilian life you might always choose active um, actively changing something as a coping strategy, that does not work well in a military organization all the time. It, and where would a soldier access master resilience training? Well, the master resilience training is right now um, we have about 180 people going through it 10 months of, once, once a month. Um, and so we've got with TRADOC and with Forces Command and MEDCOM, we have a, an order of merit list of units and representatives from those units going through it. So right now you have to be selected. So it's kind of a traveling show. Um, no, it, it it happens right well. It right happens right now um, up in Philadelphia with satellites happening. For example, this month we're doing a satellite of of 30 people at Fort Campbell, where we we uh, teleconference in the lectures and they answer their questions. But we have live facilitators at the one to ten ratio who have, we have sent down there. So um, so that happens. We did it last time at Fort Jackson. We're doing it this time at. Fort Campbell. Ultimately, we intend for this to be transitioned to Victor University um, in Tradoc. We are going to take a quick break for the Dot Mill Docs Health Beat news and information from the military health system. When we come back, we'll talk more with Brigadier General Cornum about the Comprehensive Soldier Fitness Program. Dot Mill Docs Health Beat. Compression chambers used to treat divers who experience the bends after ascending too quickly may offer clues to treating wounded warriors suffering traumatic brain injuries. An Air Force study at Wilford Hall Medical Center in San Antonio was launched last year to determine if hyperbaric oxygen therapy could help treat patients with mild to moderate TBI. 
The study seeks to determine if patients experience improvements in their cognitive abilities after being exposed to pressured 100% oxygen in a hyperbaric chamber, and researchers hope to have preliminary results as soon as this summer. While research into treating TBI continues, organizations across the MHS are compiling resources and creating services that help warriors suffering from TBI. TRICARE has created the Toolkit for Wounded, Ill, and Injured Service Members. The toolkit is located at www.tricare.mil slash we, that's W-I-I, and it's a great resource for wounded service members seeking information about healthcare. Check it out for information explaining Medicare eligibility for wounded service members and an explanation of how TRICARE and Medicare work together to reduce the service members' out-of-pocket costs. Other tools offered include a widget and the latest news about new programs and changes in care. Finally, the Defense Centers of Excellence for Psychological Health and Traumatic Brain Injury, also known as DECO, and the Department of Veterans Affairs, the VA, hosted the DOD-VA Suicide Prevention Conference this week in Washington, D.C. More than 1,000 participants gathered at the largest conference of its kind for active duty service members, National Guard and Reserve, veterans, and their families. All these stories and more are available at health.mil. Log on to stay up to date. This has been your .mil Docs Health Beat. For the Military Health System, I'm Elizabeth Lockwood. Welcome back to Dotmel Docs. Today, Brigadier General Rhonda Cornum is here from the Comprehensive Soldier Fitness Program, and she's talking with us about how focusing on improving physical, emotional, social, spiritual, and family strengths ensures a more resilient force. And so getting back to the, the wider um, Comprehensive Soldier Fitness Program, what, what are the plans for the future? Well, the plans for the future include getting um, an increasingly large number of resilience trainers trained. It includes um, incorporating uh, some some physical fitness measures as well from both the Center for Health Prevention and, and uh, Preventive Medicine and and um, some things from your from your medical history, so we can we can map your physical health and fitness at the same time we're doing your psychological health and fitness. It includes getting a greater percentage of our non-commissioned officers and junior leaders through uh, MRT training, and it includes having increasingly large numbers and more sophisticated uh, training modules for the individual domains of of emotional, social, family, and spiritual health on the web available to people. Well, uh, can family members participate in it at this time? Starting at the end of this month, family, adult family members will be able to participate. Oh, yes. really? Yes, sir. Will it expand to any other groups of people? Um, Army civilians. Really? Yes. We, right. ex- we, ex- we expect that we will have an assessment um, available for Army civilians as well as the training modules, probably by the end of March. But is this, is this this is a voluntary program? Well, it's not voluntary for soldiers. It's voluntary for family members and civilians. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, well, I want to thank you for your time today. Well, thank you for inviting Speaking me. It's a, it's a great pleasure. Sure. Thank you very much. That does it for us this week on Dot Mill Docs. Join us again next week when Dot Mill Docs returns with a visit from Chuck Watkins, the Chief of Communications Research and Requirements at TRICARE Management Activity. Mr. Watkins will talk to us about DOD's That Guy program. It's a campaign to increase awareness of the problems associated with binge drinking. Until then, see you on Health.mil. This program is a product of the Office of the Assistant Secretary of Defense for Health Affairs, Military Health System. .mil Docs features the most relevant military health topics important to you and your family. If you have questions or topics you'd like to see on an upcoming episode, send us an email at .milldocs at tma.osd.mil. That's D-O-T-M-I-L-D-O-C-S at tma.osd.mil. 
Visit health.mil for more episodes. Thank you.